This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Today, listeners, we get to travel for free, free of any concerns about COVID-19 cooties, free of any flight delays. And of course, everything is free. It only costs you your imagination. Are you uh, curious as, say, maybe a cat? Our special guest today will be your tour guide. He has combined his passion for cats and for travel in a marvelous way. Please give pause and applause to my good friend and a very talented veterinarian, Dr. Arnie Plotnick. Welcome to the show, Dr. Arnie. Thanks, Arden. Nice to be back. It's been quite a while since I, I chatted with you on here. Yeah, yeah, we, you're definitely well uh, overdue, and we're glad you're on here. And hey, folks, the good doctor is about to unleash good medicine for our minds and bodies. He's going to share some of his adventures in helping cats and dogs all over the globe. But first, let's take a commercial break. So sit, per groom. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here. Welcome to Fall and Winter. Now, this is a great time to take your dog on a hike in the woods, maybe go on a camping trip or a road trip. But just like us, changes in weather can actually impact the skin and ears of our dogs and cats. So if you got a pet who's scratching his ears, chewing on his coat, or rolling in mud, help is here. Zymox. For inflamed and itchy paws and coats, you can use the Zymox topical spray. For itchy and irritated ear issues, you can use Zymox enzymatic ear solution. And for bass, you can treat your dog or cat to Zymox shampoo and conditioners. Now, Zymox has been your pet's safe and trusted health ally for 20 plus years. So you can pick up Zymox at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, just visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Do it for your pet. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Dr. Arnie Plotnick. He's a veterinarian and a writer. And until the pandemic put the brakes on, he was a genuine frequent flyer to places all over the world. 
He's been uh, the medical editor for Catnip, the publication from the vet school at Tufts University, and the veterinary advisory for CatChannel.com. He's a columnist now for Catster. That's the most widely circulated cat magazine. And even more importantly, he's a great guy and my longtime friend. So after the show, please check out his great site. It's called LeisureCommando.com. Hey, Arnie, quite simply, you just rock, Arnie. That's it. I'm going to just say it like it is. You rock. Thank you, Art. So let's get started. Don't worry. We're not going to say, let's start when you were a little child. But I am going to ask you this. Were you one of those kids in a family where you guys got in the the station wagon and went all over America? Did you get any kind of travel opportunity as a kid? No, we didn't do any of that kind of stuff. And so so I'm sort of making up for lost time, I I suppose. There was, yeah, yeah, no, we never never really took a... No road trips, huh? No road trips or international trips, certainly. So when I uh, when I finally had the ability to do that, I kind of went at it with a vengeance there. And so you have been all over the country when you were being trained as a veterinarian. What are some of the places that you went for vet school, undergrad, and all that fun stuff? Because you were getting a taste of America that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, my undergrad, I didn't go very far. I went from, from Brooklyn to uh, Binghamton, New York. But after uh, after getting my bachelor's in biology there, I went to uh, Gainesville, Florida, and I got wow. my master's degree, and then I went to veterinary school in Gainesville. Oh, okay. All right. So, and then you went to a residence. Didn't you do a residency? I did an internship at uh, University of Pennsylvania, so that was Philly, and then oh, I wow. did a residency in, uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. Okay. So Philly subs, what's the food? Probably beer in Colorado. Let's see, Florida. Oh, one time I ate a gator sandwich. It was weird. They had gator races, baby gator races. Trying to think of all the the big hot spots that you got to do while you were learning to become a veterinarian. Florida has uh, many roadkill restaurants. Yes. (laughs) You can get alligator and rattlesnake and armadillo and stuff like that. Mm, I'm just hungry, hungry, hungry. But how long have you been in the Big Apple, York City. Well, after doing some traveling around uh, for vet school and a little bit for work, I came back to New York when I was offered the position of vice president of animal health at the ASPCA. Ooh, that sounds so, big. Yeah, so this is my <laughs> glorious, uh, my glorious return to New York, and and that was in uh, 1997, and I've been there ever since. All right. And folks, years ago, I was the editor of Catnip, which is, it sounds like a little silly magazine, doesn't it? Catnip. But it was all this brain trust. All the experts we interviewed had to be board certified in some specialty. But uh, I thought it was funny that the magazine from Tufts University was called Catnip, but the dog version was called Your Dog. I guess they didn't want to do Dognip, huh, Ernie? (laughs) (laughs) No, they could have done Your Cat, but Catnip is kind of a cute name. I like it. I like it. And I got to meet Dr. Arnie. He had a cat only veterinary practice called Manhattan Cat Specialist. And it was, um, I know it was like on 72nd and 73rd. Tell us, get us where you were. It's uh, 76th and Broadway, right okay. around the corner from the world famous Beacon Theater. Woo! Which means some of your clients, it's good to say, you had some Broadway stars. I had uh, a couple of Broadway stars. I don't know if they're names that people would really know. One of my clients was 
Larry Storch from F Troop. Oh God, I'm so <laughs> old, I remember that, okay. Yeah. Which uh, I'll tell you something, he was the sweetest guy in the world and he's still alive. He's 96 years old and he's still alive. He was and, with uh, Ken Berry. Ken Berry was the star, right? Ken Berry was the star, and um, he, but uh, Larry Storch was uh, Corporal Agarn. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I, I took care of this Siamese cat, and I told him, listen, Mr. Storch, when I used to come home from school as a kid, I used to watch Jeff <laughs> Group right at 6 o'clock, and uh, he was very flattered. And then he took his cat home, and he came back a couple minutes later with an 8x10 glossy of him from F Troop. Nice. Uh, with a little bandana <laughs> around his neck, and he signed it to me from Larry Storch and Elsa, his cat. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. He's well, um, the other part of the, your practice being a cat-only uh, veterinarian at the time was I loved Move Over Macy's, your picture window. Tell us about that, because that really attracted people. Well, um, yes, in the window, we put a cage, and we would put... Uh, we would put kittens in the window that we work with a rescue and uh, we put kittens in the window up for adoption. And it was a lot of foot traffic and all of our clients came in. They, they were cat lovers and they told all their friends who were cat lovers. And we adopted out over the years, well over 300 cats. And, wow, uh, that's and amazing. Then, and being on the Upper West Side where some famous people live, we once I once looked there and there, Jerry Stiller was peeking in the window at the kitty. <laughs> And Francis, Francis McDormand walked by and was peeking in the window with the kitties. Yeah, they all live on the Upper West Side, and um, and so that was kind of neat. Well, speaking of adoptions, you personally, uh, I know they're up in heaven right now, but tell folks about Crispy and Mittens. Those were two amazing cats. Yeah, well, Crispy, Crispy was uh, adopted from the ASPCA. She came uh -huh. in, uh, sadly, as one of the cruelty cases where she in some hot water and was burned and lost her ears and lost her tail and uh she was in the icu and i said if she pulls through this i am going to take her home and make sure she never experiences a moment of badness for the rest of her life and and she pulled through and uh and we took her and she gave me more happiness than you could possibly imagine i was so honored to get to meet crispy and then mittens talk about holy polydackle yeah, so um, Mittens was brought in by a, a kind of an acquaintance who found her in his neighborhood, and um, she had multiple toes on her front feet, which was very endearing. And uh -huh. basically, you can't work at my hospital and escape without taking a cat somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that, that includes the owner of the place. And so, yeah. uh, so I saw her, and I thought she was adorable, and I uh, and I took her home for a trial run with Crispy, and it all worked out, and. Uh, and uh, I had her until until just about a year ago. Okay. So the new star that meows and prowls in your beautiful apartment in New York is Glitter. What a great name. I keep thinking of the show Pose. This is a character. <laughs> Glitter. Pose. Strike the pose. <laughs> yeah, she, would, she would fit right in on that program, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Glitter because she loves you. Oh, yes. Glitter and I are quite bonded. Well, you know, I've always had to think for girl cats for some reason. And then uh, we got a, a litter was brought into the hospital and it was three boys and a girl. And, and I was watching them and I said, you know, it's time, uh, it's time for Mittens to have a friend. And so um, I said, well, the odds are this will be a boy that I end up taking because it was three of them were boys. But I went to yeah. the cage and was just checking them out. And one of them ran up front and was poking her face at me and asking for attention. And 
course, it turned out to be the only girl in the group. So, uh, I, and I took her home for a trial run. I asked you know, my partner, Mark, you know, what he thought. And he fell for her instantly. And how could you not? Well, describe <laughs> and, uh, her because she is, she put the, the hot and hottie. Well, she's a, she's a gray and white cat with sort of like a tuxedo pattern. But right on the bridge of her nose, she has about 20, 25 white hairs. <laughs> that is, uh, that really makes you know, I, I have that, too. I have about 20 <laughs> white hairs on my nose. <laughs> We're all getting that, unfortunately. But uh, the little white bridge of the nose was just the cutest thing I'd ever seen, and uh, it is still her most striking feature. Well, that's right. Hey, folks, we're speaking with Dr. Arnie Plotnick. He is a veterinarian. He, for many, many years, operated and owned a Manhattan Cat Specialist. Then you got an author you couldn't refuse. What happened? Yes, well... Um, a corporate veterinary practice uh, took notice of my place, and um, they said, "You know, are you uh, are you the kind of vet, who's the hospital owner, who's finding it stressful to manage your practice? And wouldn't you love to get right back to just being a vet and practicing medicine?" And at that time, that's exactly what I was looking for. The stress of practice ownership was getting to me. I said, "Let me see if these people are offering yeah. to take that over for me." So I said, "All right," and. Um, and they bought the practice from me. And I agreed to work there for a couple of years for a smooth transition. And then um, the time came and I, I gracefully exited and uh, to start the phase three of my life. And phase three of his life, folks, is one that I would love to do. And he's traveling around the world. He's not just that guy with a camera being a tourist in plaid pants. He, that's not Dr. Arnie. He's taking his camera, but he's taking amazing artistic photographs of scenery and pets, and he's also giving back. And uh, I want you to visit leisurecommando.com. That's his website. But first, we're going to take this quick commercial break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pause up, everyone. This is Arden Moore, your host on the OB Hey Show. I am so happy to yap about a new product my dog Kona got. It's called Pet Treater. Pet Treater? What's Pet Treater? It's a gift box, and it has lots of cool things like interactive toys and all-natural treats and yummy, yummy, yummy other surprises. Kona is my terrier mix, as you guys know. I call her Ice Cream Kona. And when that box came, she was just tail wagging and grinning from ear to ear. And it isn't just for dogs. If you got a cat or other kinds of pets roaming around your house, please check out Pet Treater because they'll tailor make a box for your pet. And they take into things like, uh, does your dog or cat have any allergies? Is it a big dog or is it a little dog? So all it costs is a subscription starting as low as $15 and you and your cool pets will get to unbox new surprises month after month. And if you're good with the camera and you're proud of your pet, you can also connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. How easy. Just go to PetTreater.com. This is important. Use the coupon code OBEHAVE. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off the first month of your subscription. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code OBEHAVE and you're going to save ka-ching! Well, that's it for me. Kona's looking at me in the Pet Treater box. She wants to dive into some of these goodies. 
Pause up. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Jen Davis, the creator of Garfield, urging you to listen to the O Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Oh yeah, we'll see about that. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now, back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have my good friend, Dr. Arnie Plotnick, in the house. Well, actually, he's in his apartment in New <laughs> York City, and I'm in my backyard office in deep in the heart of Dallas. And my producer, Mark Winter, is in his air-conditioned, beautiful home in South Florida. So we, we all get around. I feel like uh, that old show, I'm dating myself again. My cat, Casey, just heard your voice and he had to say hi. Hi, Arnie. It's me, hi, cat safety cat Casey. That's Arden. I love orange boys. I cannot believe I have not one but two orange tabbies. And I've never, ever had them ever before. And I don't know why I never did. So when I come back. In my next life, first thing I'm going to do when I'm able is to get get me an orange tabby. What do yeah. you think about them? They're just, there's something different. And I know you've posted about it in Leisure Commando. I love them. I, I had a brother and sister, Brandy and Gigi. And Brandy was a nice orange boy. And he was, he was a sweetheart. There's something endearing about them. I don't know what it is. They're big teddy bears. Well, the one thing I learned, because Casey's now six, is... There's a strange phenomenon as they get to be adults, they start getting little black pigmentation around their eyes, their nose, and yeah. their gums. What's all that about? Well, that's called a lentigo simplex of orange cats. And I guess they're most closely related to freckles, although technically they're not because they have nothing to do with the sun. But um, they're little just black pigment spots that I've heard some people say, oh, what are these ugly spots on my cat? Oh, I think they're beautiful. I think so, too. I, I think uh, they give a cat character and any any area of non-haired skin. So you'll see it sometimes on their little eyelids and on, oh, their, wow. and on the little pad of their nose as well as on their lips. And I think it gives them character. Well, Casey has it on his gums and a little bit on his uh, nose. He doesn't have any on his eyes yet. And little Rusty, who's only a year old, he has none. But in my pet first aid classes, I do a head-to-tail wellness assessment with my students, and I tell them, really pay attention, because sometimes ticks like to hide in that lower lip. Yeah. But when is this weird thing about an orange tabby, this marking, just a marking, and what would be signal of something like maybe a growth that needs to be checked out by your veterinarian? Well, these black pigmented spots on their lips and eyelids and stuff are flat. So okay. If you see anything that looks raised, like a bump, uh, I would have a vet check it out. People worry about, you know, melanoma and stuff. I mean, that's it's really rare, but um, anything that's raised up above the surface, I would have that uh, examined by a vet. Okay, well, Casey says, the good Dr. Arnie, I'm good right now. I'm good. Hey, this is crazy times. you got to admit, you've been to how many countries before COVID? What would you guess? I think it's 44. Wow. Wow. And that's been in a compressed time, right? Because you said earlier on the show, you weren't one of those lucky kids that got in the station wagon and went all over America and other places. No, I didn't. I started my foreign travel 15 years ago. So okay. 44 countries in 15 years. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And when you're doing it, though, you're not just a typical tourist. You're, you're there on a mission. 
So can you tell us, first of all, you've done some work with cats in Thailand. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, after I retired, I, uh, I said, you know, I've really done my share for taking care of client-owned animals. And uh, let me see if I can give back in some way working with uh, animals that are not owned by clients necessarily, that are community animals, stray animals. And, and uh, I joined the Worldwide Veterinary Society. Wow. And they, uh, their sister organization is Mission Rabies, which does stuff with dogs. But the Worldwide Veterinary Society sometimes does projects with cats. And I was doing a dog project, and I met somebody there from the WVS who... Uh, who does cat stuff. And I said, I'd love to work with cats. And he said, well, let's get in touch. <laughs> we have wow. a place in Thailand. and um, Oh, I'd love to I, go there. I arranged to go there. And before I got there, they notified all the cat rescue groups in the area that during this week, get your cats ready to come in. And we're going to be spaying and neutering like crazy at no cost to them, of course. Wow. And, uh, and I went there for a week. I met some wonderful technicians, wonderful doctors, and I spayed and neutered a whole bunch of cats. <laughs> now, I know you go to different countries. Are there certain either patterns or markings on mutt cats in different locations? I don't know what it was like in Thailand versus <laughs> our next trip. We're going to take you on this magic carpet ride, which is Morocco. But is there? Is there, Do you find that? Is there? Or they? Well, when I was in India doing that mission rabies work, every dog was a 40-pound brown pharaoh-looking pharaoh dog. I mean, I think it, it's a very narrow gene pool there. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. You're my mama. No, you're my daddy. No, you're my sister. No, you're my brother. I don't know. You look like me. <laughs> yes, everybody Everybody is somehow related in some little way. It's a, there's, no, there's no taboo on cousins intermarrying <laughs> in, the dog world. Okay. In, in the dog world in India. No. Okay, good to know. <laughs> But what about cats? What have you found anything like that? Or are they pretty much all all over the mark with markings? No, and, uh, and I haven't seen that with the cats. And the same thing when I went to Ghana and did the other rabies project there. Most of the dogs were just your your you know middle sized yeah. dog. <laughs> but uh, no, the cats seem to have a. Uh, and I don't know if it's because their territory that they wander through is wider. I'm, oh. I'm not sure, but I don't see that kind of uniformity um, color pattern and stuff with cats like I did with the dogs. Oh, all right. So that was cool going to Th Thailand. And talk about the cuisine because I'm hungry. I, I skipped breakfast. Tell me. Uh, Thailand was the greatest thing about Thailand is the uh, the street food. Oh, so, uh, is it better than the Mexican food I got in, right across the border in uh, Tijuana, which I don't want to recall ever again? You know, you always take a you always take a risk with some of the street food, but um, the Thai street food, Thai and Vietnamese street food, is probably the best I've had. Wow, wow! And you live in New York, where the cuisine is amazing. You can get anything, anytime, twenty four seven. So, is this is the street food in uh, Thailand a lot better than even some of these fancy restaurants in the Big Apple? I mean, there are pretty authentic restaurants here, but the thing with street food is the people who are preparing them. It's a person. They have a specialty in that one particular item. So you go to the street person and they are just making that one dish that they have mastered from generations. Wow. So it is better on the street. All right. So we're going to now take our little imaginary airplane. This is fun, Arnie. You feel like you're flying. Um, <laughs> and we're going to go to Morocco, guys. Talk about, you know, hotels sometimes have different perks. Like, you know, you get 
extra coffee or extra soap, but you got a cat. Yes, I um, I was watching a video about a guy who from Philadelphia who moved to who went to Morocco, fell in love with the place, decided to stay there, and he bought a guest house. They call them Riyads, and he bought okay. one. And um, I looked it up, and it looked terrific. And uh, and I contacted him and told him I'd like to stay there, and and we chatted a bit online, and he said. You know, I hope you're not allergic to cats or anything, because we have, we have <laughs> yeah. a cat. We have a house cat here, and I said, allergic to cats? No, I said having a cat there would just be terrific, because I I need my cat fix when I'm away from my own kitties at home. Yeah, and tell everybody what your nickname is. Catman do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first blog. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and I've been to Catmandu actually. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got there, but yes, it was oh. cat uh, Catman do three words. That's right. So tell but, us about um, this cat. Well, so I went to uh, I went to the place, and it's a it's it's a guest house, and it only has the three rooms. Okay. And um, basically, uh, he gave us an upgrade, and the fancy room was basically the entire floor of uh, of the upper floor of the Riyadh. And uh, when you're there, you leave your door open. Uh, Ruby the cat, <laughs> Ruby the cat will often wander in, and she wandered in and got on the bed, and I was patting her and playing with her. And when we'd go downstairs and eat, she'd be sitting right around at the at the table watching us eat. So, uh, and there's a it was a roof deck as well, a rooftop. Nice, yes. You get a fabulous view of the city, and I have a really nice photo of um, of me and Ruby up on that roof overlooking the city. Yeah, guys, go check out leisurecommando.com and go to the cat section. And it's one of the first early posts you'll see him. I mean, talk about stunning. Move over HGTV. I think you should have your own show, Catmandu Does the Globe. Well, if you want to put in a good word from the art. Oh, yeah, I have such many connections. Yeah, maybe my producer can help. Yeah, but don't you think there's something about cats? And I love cats and dogs, and I actually even love people. That's a scary thing to say. But I'm sitting right now in my backyard arts den, and I have two cats right here and two dogs. The dogs are on the futons. The cats are on elevated perches. And I can't be any happier, you know? So there's a lot of things. What are some things maybe cats have taught you? You've saved their lives. You've spayed and neutered them, and they still love you. Hey, dude, you took my <laughs> junk. What up? But you've done a lot of things to help the health of pets, especially cats. But how they've made you a better cat man do, Arnie? Well, you know, I'm. By the way, I'm patting my little glitter here as I'm <laughs> as I'm talking to you. For the she she settles right down on the desk every time I do any kind of video conference call. So um. Yeah, well, you know, I've always had an affinity towards them. They're quiet, introspective, philosophical kind of animals, and I relate to that. And they uh, they enrich your lives in so many ways. You understand uh, patience and compassion and, and everything. So. And uh, I bet your heart rate is nice at a good rate, and I bet your stress, even in this crazy pandemic time, I think it's pretty. We're pretty blessed to have a pet or two in our life while we're you know, dealing with this. Well, there's numerous, uh, numerous studies well documented that uh, having pets is good for your health. Adding them lowers your blood pressure. And, uh, and now I'm happy to see that during this pandemic, the uh, adoption rate for pets through the roof and some of the shelters here in New York literally could not, uh, they were empty. There was a big celebration. They showed the staff all celebrating. This is the first time ever they had no pets really? no dogs in any of their cages. Yeah. So um, people are adopting them. And, and then since 
my partner is working from home now and I can't travel. Glitter is Glitter's having the time of her life. She, <laughs> she has her folks here with her all the time. And I think that's happening all across the country. People are really bonding with their pets now that they're um, sequestered in their homes. Well, we had a guest on our radio show last week, uh, Mark Cushing. He's the author of a new book coming out next month called Pet Nation. And he says that pets are social glue. And, you know, just in 25 years, there's been so much change. And I bet this is a watershed moment, this COVID. Of anything good coming out of it, I think the bond between us and our pets is going to just grow wider and stronger. Don't you agree? I agree because, you know, so many people have had to alter their social life. They can't say you really shouldn't have groups of people. Like the only pretty safe interaction you have now is with, uh, is with your pets. And so they become a tremendous source of comfort during this social isolation we're going through. I know you're chopping at the bit to pack your bag and go somewhere, but is there anything you're doing virtually to kind of help that travel bug you have? You know, I do regular video calls with veterinary school classmates and college buddies and stuff like that. Internationally, no. But I've been in touch with the Mission Rabies people, the organization I work with, and they have had to cancel a few of their trips. But the Tanzania trip in January is still a go. Keep in pause, cross. Keep in pause, cross. I am signed up for that one. So it's hard to predict the state of the world six months from now. But if everything is uh, is improved and goes well, I will be off to Tanzania vaccinating dogs against rabies. And they're probably brown, right? I'm sure they'll be 40 pound, uh, <laughs> typical brown, short haired brown dogs. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what was the last trip you got to take before everything shut down? Do you remember? The last trip was Ghana. Which and what was, was in January or February or when? End of January, first couple of days of February. And I got back and by uh, by the third week of February or so, we were kind of in lockdown here in New York. Yeah, you guys were the first. You guys really kind of got hit the first. And I was coming back on March 13th from a trip to the Mayan Riviera with Julie. And the next day, things got shut down. So we cut it really oh, close here March. in Dallas. March 13th was right smack in the thick of it. You got lucky. Oh, yeah, I know. I was practicing my Duolingo Spanish, and I sound Italian when I speak it, but I kept <laughs> saying uh, something like, por favor, despacio, por favor, yo aprende, no, hable. I'm learning to speak, you know, say yo aprende, habla espanol. I sound terrible, but the guys <laughs> would just laugh. But the one thing they did, which I hope to take with everybody, instead of bumping elbows or touching your feet and tripping or doing an air high five, the folks in uh, the Mayan Riviera would put their hand across their heart and they would do a little nod. And it was uh, a salutations from the heart. And so that's how I say hi to people now as I try to do that, because I think it's so much cooler than elbow bumping, really. Elbow bumping. That's hilarious. Is there one place on the planet that is in your radar once I'm being optimistic, this pandemic is gone. Where is someplace, where in the world, not where in the world is Waldo, but where in the world would Dr. Arnie be? What's a, a must go? Uh, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I tend to fall back on Amsterdam as it's my favorite city and I've been there over a dozen times and uh, I have an apartment there that I stay in when I go and, and a best friend. Uh, I've known oh, that's for- cool. What is it about Amsterdam? Well, is uh, it because you get to say damn a lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, they uh, 
there's not much of a language barrier. They all speak English. Okay. They speak Dutch, but they all speak English fluently, so it's not a problem. I've taken Dutch lessons, and I'm uh, almost conversational. Can you but, say some in Dutch? Say some like, I, can you say I love cats or something like that? What would be a sentence? Let's hear you. It's radio. Ik hou van katten. Oh, I am a veterinarian, but only for cats. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. All right. Well, I do hope you get back to Amsterdam because that sounds like a great place. Yeah, and you know, in Amsterdam, they have the world's only uh, floating cat shelter, cat sanctuary. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you about that. Go ahead and say what it's called. It's called the Poozen Boat. Which uh, translates as a Poozen is like pussy cat, so it's the cat boat. I shouldn't say floating because it is permanently moored in the uh, on the canal called the Single is the name wow. of the canal. And uh, you go in there, and there is uh, half of the cats are in cages, and half of them are running free, and they're living the life there. But that's where you go if you want to adopt a cat. And uh, yeah, it's terrific. And uh, yeah, it's gotten so popular now that you actually have to. Uh, reserve a time online so you can go otherwise you'll be waiting out there all day i bet a lot of cats there are named puss in boots right <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> i would be surprised all right hey guys we're speaking with dr arnie plotnik please go to leisurecommando.com we've only scratched the surface of what <laughs> he does he is an amazing photographer, and the guy reads books like I Eat Potato Chips. So he's really, you got to check out some of his book reviews. You know, you really have dedicated your life to better the lives of cats and 40-pound brown dogs. And so I really do salute you, Dr. Arnie. You're a wonderful man. Thank you, Arden. And right back at you. You're a... Uh... Your educational classes on first aid and all your books have, uh, have certainly had a major impact on, uh, on many pet owners out there. So kudos to you as well. Well, one day maybe we'll get to meet somewhere like Amsterdam and I'll say, hey, you want to come out for a, you know, I don't know, pomegranate martini? And you'll say yes, right? You tell me where and when and I will be there. <laughs> all right, guys. We've had a great time with our special guest, Dr. Arnold Plotnick. Please go to leisurecommando.com after the show. I also want to do a shout out to Dr. Uh, to Dr. Hey, I just promoted you. Mark Winter, our executive producer of Pet Life Radio. Our show's been on the air 13 years. Me, wow. And uh, we have more than half a million listeners. And I'm happy to say they're not all my relatives. So that's pretty cool. So please check out Ardenmore.com. And as, as Arnie said, if you want, go to look at Pet First Aid, the number four and the letter U, Pet First Aid for You. That's my site where it'll give you all the information. I actually do teach a dog and cat first aid class, a cat only first aid class, and a two-day instructor program. And people like Dr. Arnie have helped me as an advisor. So everything we're teaching you has been blessed and anointed by veterinarians. Um, but we make the classes fun. And I have my orange tabbies, Casey and Rusty, and my brown and white dog, Kona, as my teaching team, which is giving a lot more realism to the, the whole class. So until next time, guys, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. 
From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.